Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. (laughs) You know what that is for me? That's when my guy comes at the same time I do. That's right. That's the top of the mountain for me. But it rarely happens, and that's because there is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that's Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is clinically proven to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it doesn't transfer to your partner and for your partner. I love their warming gel. They have a whole line of women's products. They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. I love Promescent products. Not only do I recommend them, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. Go get yourself some. Go to DelaySpray.com to get everything you need. That's DelaySpray.com. They have a money-back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly so no one's going to know what the F you bought. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. The Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me on Instagram or Twitter yet, I'm at Strict Anonymous. Both places, super easy. At Strict Anonymous on Instagram and Twitter. If you're listening on a podcast app, which most people are, make sure to subscribe to my show. Follow my show. I mean, you could subscribe to me on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't followed me on YouTube, but you want to go there, I'm also on YouTube, and that's a great place to comment on the episodes. Uh, I also am always looking for people to call into the show. If you want to be on the show, this is a call-in show where people tell me their secret naughty lives, their interesting stories. Some people even call in because they want my unprofessional advice. I think I give good advice, and I love giving advice. I love picking up shit apart and talking to people for hours about their nonsense. So if you fall into any of those categories, you want to be on the show while remaining anonymous because I do change everybody's voices. Nobody sounds like they do that you hear. I change your voice. You change your name. You call me from a private number. You want to be on the show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at strictanonymous and DM me there. Just give me a brief one paragraph, one small paragraph about what you want to talk about. And if I think it would be great for my show, I'll send you a link to sign on. If you just have a confession you want to air on my show, I don't post my confessions yet. 
on my podcast. I post them on my Patreon. Uh, you could call my anonymous confessions line. That you could call 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. 347-420-3579. Today I have on Goldie. Goldie Harlow. What a name, huh? <laughs> uh, Goldie's first e- the email to me, and we talk about this on the thing. The, fir- the first sentence in her email is like, group sex saved me from a dysfunctional relationship. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to hear this fucking story. And you got to hear it, okay? This is a girl who, uh, she had a hurt past. We get a little bit into that because there are a couple things or one specific thing that happened when she was young besides her religious upbringing that I think plays a big part into everything that she got into afterwards. But we get into that past first, and then she talks about her first boyfriend who right from the get-go was not a good guy, and she had a very long dysfunctional relationship with him and then he's the one that came up with this great idea for them to like go have like sex with other people and you know she talks about what that led to what happened how that got her away from him how it got her into the relationship that she's in now which is and it's an ethically non-monogamous relationship where her and her partner have other partners She's dated women. She's fooled around with women. He identifies as queer. So does she. They're allowed to date men or women, date solo. They're still together. Uh, She is not one of those people that doesn't, you know, her sex isn't involved in her emotions. I mean, they are very connected. So the other couples she sees or the other people she sees, she has relationships with them. And so does her guy have relationships with other people. She talks about how that all works out, what they're into, what she's really into. She has a thing where she really likes for guys to be like fucking drooling on her. <laughs> so she did start camming at a certain par- point. She is starting an OnlyFans. She has a Reddit page that she gives out all of her shout outs to that stuff. Her OnlyFans, she's getting up and running for this episode podcast episode she sent me in pics they don't disappoint they're on my patreon if you want to see them as well as see anonymous pics of all of my past guests go to my patreon patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast the link to that is in the description as well as a link to all the stuff she gives shout outs to in this episode you're gonna love her story it's full of Lots of different things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and a happy ending, because this is a girl who had, like I said, a hard past, but she really worked through things, and she is in a very healthy, happy relationship, and it happens to be very open, and she talks all about it. So I'm going to be right back on with Goldie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Goldie. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you this morning? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited for you to be on because I think like the first sentence of your email to me was like, group sex saved me from (laughs) an abusive relationship. And I'm like, I, you know, that's not a sentence you hear that often. I was like, I need the rest of the story. It's the great beginning of a very captivating uh, story, I would assume, because like, how can group sex save you from an abusive relationship? I mean... 
It it is what it sounds like. I I, I guess that I thought almost that I wouldn't be on the show for this very reason because it's such a alarming headline. No. Um, Listen, I like I'm a fucking realist. Okay, anybody that's listened to my show for long enough (laughs) knows I like real shit. Okay, real shit Mm -hmm. sometimes sounds like this. Real stuff doesn't make sense a lot of the times. Real stuff. Real life is messy. Real life is complicated. Real life has things about it that don't make sense. That's more fucking real. When things seem so perfect, that to me is unreal. So this kind of shit, I live for it because it's like the real deal. I mean, I love to hear that. And I, I, I've always gotten that from your podcast. Yeah. As well. Like, yeah, yeah. This is real life, real life, real life. This girl was saved by group sex, saved her from abusement. That's real. You can't make this shit up. That's why I hate like actually why I'm obsessed with reality TV and stuff and always have been. And like sometimes once in a while, someone will force me to watch some scripted shit. And if it's really trying to be real life, like if it's scripted and it's so out of the ordinary, like Handmaid's Tale, that's like fucking great. But if they're trying to be like real life scripted stuff, it always rings so untrue to me because real life stuff is real life. It doesn't make sense. And I think sometimes when people are writing about real life, they don't write in that way, you know. So anyway, let's get back to you. (laughs) Tell me your story, Goldie. Yeah. So I guess let's start from the beginning. Yeah. grown up in a very Catholic household. I also had been a very sexual person from a very young age. The church definitely had a kinky effect on me, I guess, just to keep it light. And No, I I don't keep it light, okay? I I don't like light. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean the church had a very sexual... Were, Were you abused somehow or something? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, I was I wasn't abused as a child. I I I took it very seriously, and it was such a a heaviness. I just remember feeling so much heaviness from such a young age, and that just so happened to reflect itself in this first formative relationship that I had had. Oh, so the first um, one right out of the bat was the abusive one. Right out of the bat. I was Mm -hmm. in high school. We had met in grade nine and yeah, he had kind of like, I had had, I had had sexual experiences before him, actually quite a few here and there. Like when do, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Oh gosh. I'm (laughs) going to sound pretty bad here. I was 12. Wow. And who was that with? I mean, what grade are you at, at 12? Do you remember? I was in grade seven. Okay, grade so seven. seventh grade. I'm trying to remember myself in seventh grade. Who did you have sex with in seventh grade? In seventh grade, I had sex with a boy that was the brother of a friend of mine, and he was in university. So how old was he? Like 18, 20? 18, yeah. Oof. Yeah, that might have been you know, R-A-P-E. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's sort of a funny thing. Like I definitely look back on that as my adult self and think, Oh fuck, that was like, that's kind of fucked up. But at the time I, all I knew was I was horny and you know, here comes really this guy. Cool and... yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So 
I had had, you know, a little bit of experience from being quite young. And then when I met this guy in high school, he was a virgin and, you know, he really made me feel like if I could be a really good girlfriend to him, that I would be able to sort of wipe the slate clean from this past that I had had where, you know, maybe I had sex too young. And Can I ask you a question about that first guy, the the guy that was in university yeah, that yeah. you lost your virginity to? Did he, did you continue to have sex with him? And then who came after that before this guy? Like, who were you sleeping with? A lot of older guys or... It, this was the only older guy, and we only had sex one time. And then I I did have other sexual experiences with, you know, boys in my grade and stuff. Nothing too explicit, just sort of foreplay stuff or, like, you know, hand jobs and things like that. But, right, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for this high school boyfriend, it just felt like, oh, wow, this is really what, like, true love is supposed to feel like like mm-hmm. you know like we're navigating through this together I immediately was completely consumed by this person I I felt like he had like completely saved me mm-hmm. from this troubled time that I had had and I mean like you know I I tried to make light of it but it was hard it was hard losing my virginity that young I mean that really wasn't your doing it was kind of taken from you Mm -hmm. that's a whole different thing that maybe you'll unpack or see differently at some point in your life but I get why Mm -hmm. you felt that I don't think it's just the religious thing I think losing your virginity to that much older guy also was something that was put on you that you had to unpack and was also at play here. I think you're absolutely right with that. And I think that definitely played into how I was able to have sex going forward. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, there was this sense of like, I remember a lot of, the first times, and even to this day, like the first times that I tend to have sex with partners, like I almost need there to be a dominant energy coming from them to just take me. Yeah, right. Because your initial wiring was that intense situation where someone was completely dominating you, of course. So this guy, you start dating him and he's just captivating. Like, I'm assuming most of the time, you know, abusive guys or bad relationships. That's all I've ever had in my life. You know, they have red flags right from the beginning. I mean, when did you start? When did this relationship go from being this savior in your life to being something that was unhealthy? I mean, it was honestly fairly quickly like we had a few good months just like any relationship the honeymoon phase everything's amazing you can do no wrong they can do no wrong Mm -hmm. um and then when I look back the first glimpses for me were when I would start to you know I would still chat with boys at school and things like that but he would start to really police the way that I was conducting myself at school specifically like telling me certain outfits were inappropriate or certain people were off limits to speak with 
and I was just so young. Like at this point, I'm only 16 and this is like my first real boyfriend. And in my head, I was like, oh, this, this means like he really loves me. But of course, looking back, it's like, okay, red flag. <laughs> he was just um, thinking of himself. He was a deeply insecure, distrustful person with his own issues. And he was just dumping them all onto you. It was more about making him feel better because he didn't, he 100%. felt, you know, uncomfortable with all the stuff you were doing because it threatened him. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. you like to have sex? Is it super important to you? Well, then your sexual health should also be super important to you because knowing your STD status protects not only you, but also your partner or partners. And now you can discreetly test at home with Everlywell. Everlywell has over 30 at-home lab tests, including a Lyme disease test, a woman's fertility test, colon cancer screening test. They have a heart health test as well as the STD test, which discreetly allows you to test for seven types of STDs, including HIV, all from the privacy of your own home. And it's super simple. All you do is order your test from Everlywell. They're going to send you everything you need in one package. You're going to collect your sample at home. You send it back with prepaid shipping and the physician-reviewed results get sent back to your phone or device in just days. I did the women's health test already and it was really easy and super interesting. I love knowing what's going on with my body and you should too. Go get tested. Take action today for a healthier tomorrow with Everlywell. And for listeners of this show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash strictly anon. That's everlywell.com slash strictly anon for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com dot com slash strictly anon. Thanks Everly Well for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, and I think that kind of played into this idea as well that like I had had these sexual experiences, whether or not they were positive for me. Um he really saw that as an inequality in our relationship and this would continue to be an issue for the next nine years that I ended up staying with him. Wow. Um, nine years. That's a long time, Goldie. Nine years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, it's hard um, to get out of those kinds of relationships. Unfortunately, a lot of times the sexual 
energy involved in a very dysfunctional relationship that's pushing all of your buttons and is perfectly suited to push your buttons can be very charged up. You know, sometimes it's like the best sex you've ever had, which makes it even harder to leave. <laughs> no, and that's exactly the thing was that, that those were those first fights of like, okay, I can't talk to these boys at school. And then you know, maybe I would push, you know, my boundaries a little bit so that we could have that big fight. And then, you know, the makeup sex after that was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you go into that, it's that cycle of, of, you know, harmony, disharmony and healing. Yeah. Drama. And it's just so, it's so addictive. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And sometimes, listen, as much as he's dumping his issues onto you, you're playing out your issues with him. So he's perfectly suited to, in a weird way, okay, I just believe this always. And I saw it in my life with my bad relationships. I mean, a lot of times these people we draw into each other, they're going to do something for us as well. Even if it seems negative and what he did, he was it was very abusive. Somehow he was pushing your stuff so that those all that stuff that you had you were were he was bringing it up right you went in there with a lot of baggage of course because of what happened to you I see you as a victim and then this person just brought up all that stuff so I'm glad that you're out of that relationship or we're gonna have a resolution but that's what that was all about and it makes sense that's what happens I I agree and I mean like I think I try to sugarcoat it because I, I think of that first experience and I am like, oh, he was just a kid too. But in reality, 18 is different than 12. So. Yeah, this is what I always do when there's <laughs> when there's stories in the paper about teachers fucking kids and stuff like that. And one of my guy friends will be like, oh, if I was in school, like I send them a picture of a kid from that grade. Not them, not them. Just any I I Google, yeah. you know, a 12 year old Google, a 12 year old girl when you get off the phone and look at a picture of any 12 year old girl and think to yourself, like, is that girl like what 18 year old looks at that girl and says, I want to fuck her. Somebody that has a problem like that girl, a 12 year old girl is a child, not a woman, you know? So that's, mm -hmm. that's sometimes an easier way to really look at something like what does a, tw you know, 12 years old is not a, is not, is a little girl. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, I was just sort of the perfect victim in the sense that I was hypersexual, but that was really coming from a place of wanting connection of course it's acting out especially because you had all that religious shit put on you so it, it makes sense that this little girl that had sex as this most important thing if you're gonna act out you're gonna use that as your way to act out but let's like you know get to the part because you do eventually get out of it and you are i'm assuming because of your email like using sex or controlling it and doing it in a much healthier way than you have before is is that how it comes to play like that sentence of like oh I this a group sex saved me from that is it that you finally took hold of it yourself instead of having him control it well I mean like I can kind of go through the events of what led to yes, that please. group yeah. sex moment mm -hmm. so we had been together for nine years at this point. 
And I think I had mentioned before that it always bothered him that he was a virgin when we had gotten together and that I had had these sexual experiences before him and he felt very jealous of that. So he was the one to start actually pressuring me to maybe have group sex or open our relationship in some way. And I was actually completely not on board. I was so scared. I had no confidence, but because of our dynamic that he, he had such a dominance over me and I, I was so eager to please him. And because this had been like an age old issue in our relationship, I was committed to try to fix it. And I thought, okay, so we need to have a foursome Mm -hmm. and that'll fix everything. And that wasn't the case at all. So (laughs) I had gone on a trip by myself for school. And when I had gotten back, my boyfriend had said, hey, so I shared some news with you with our mutual friend. And he's really interested in you and thinks you're really hot. So all of a sudden, this mutual friend of ours is in the mix and has seen these pictures of me naked and I'm freaking out. But they've planned this whole thing that we're going to have this foursome with this friend and this girl that he's seeing. And it's going to be great. And that was the plan. So we end up having this weekend, the four of us, we go to a cottage and, you know, we're partying and staying up late and being very flirtatious. And at one point I stripped, we all stripped down and I'm standing there in the living room naked. And this guy, my friend is just staring at me and my body. And I just felt so powerful in that moment in a way that I had never felt in my entire life he was just drooling over how I looked and thought I was absolutely stunning and I really felt seen sexually for like the first time I would say in my life Mm -hmm. and I was immediately addicted to that feeling and it was like a switch went off and I can just pinpoint it me standing naked in this living room no one's even touching me and just this man staring and loving me that's interesting Um, was the girl was there the fourth person there was that his girlfriend or was there someone else there or was it just you your guy and this guy to start off it was his girlfriend was there as well but she wasn't really into girls which actually this this whole experience also was highlighting my, you know, I hadn't realized that I was bisexual yet either. So mm-hmm. then that also brought stuff up for me. And now I'm, you know, a practicing bisexual. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it was like this one thing of, you know, I just remember that guy's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now did it go further? Did it, I mean, how did that girl feel about her guy? totally into you did you wind up fooling around with him I ended up fooling around with him we nothing too wild that weekend just a lot of makeouts and you know heavy petting and a little bit of foreplay but 
we ended up coming back from that weekend and that guy actually then spoke to my boyfriend and asked if maybe him and I could have some solo dates, like the two of us. And my boyfriend really liked this idea because it meant that he could go out and, you know, maybe potentially fuck a girl by himself. And that was something he really wanted to do. And I was really scared about it, but I was completely hooked on the way that this guy was viewing me. And so I ended up going on a solo date with this friend of ours and his girlfriend was totally fine with it as well. And we ended up having a completely amazing night that, you know, went to like seven in the morning, no sleep, just enjoying each other. Sexually. But as well as emotionally too? I mean, were you on a date date or was this just a hookup date? Uh, No, he took me on a date date. Mm -hmm. He took me, you know, we went to a concert, we went for drinks. Right. And we had a hotel. It was amazing. So it was like the full on Mm -hmm. girlfriend boyfriend experience. It really was. And I, I mean, I, we had, I think because we had had had, we had a friendship to begin with. Yeah. That helped us have that intimacy. And it was just so different than what I was used to. I, he, he was so appreciative of everything I did. Like I, I could do no wrong and Mm -hmm. I was so perfect. And yeah, it was a really great, great experience. Mm -hmm. So what happens after that first date? I mean, did he wind up going on dates too? I know that this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he ended up going on a date that same night that I had gone on a date. So we had both ended up sleeping with other people separately. And, you know, it was then I started to feel myself really detached. And it was, honestly, it was like night and day. Like I I could just feel myself all of a sudden, I don't care about this relationship and I want out. And there's nothing that could stop me from getting away from this person. Mm -hmm. And it was like everything from the years of, you know, controlling abuse and neglect just came crashing down. And I was like, I, I need, I need more of whatever that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just Mm -hmm. needed that it's like a window of opportunity came your way that you probably always was looking for on some level. But once it was there, you're like, you had been done with that relationship probably many years before, but you just had no way out. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Um, Keep going. So you're both, you, okay. Now you (laughs) both have solo dates with other people. Do you go back and talk about it? Do you have great sex afterwards? I mean, what happens between you guys after you both strayed or not strayed, but you know, we're with other people. Well, I think that was the thing that I was expecting was that we would return and we'd have this great makeup sex, almost like when we would have these horrible fights our relationship but for me I was completely disconnected I didn't feel any want to have sex with him again and I mean I I didn't really want to know about his date he didn't really want to know about mine there was a big fight that did happen because the guy that I had been seeing and going on dates with was a little bit into impact play and that was something that I was really into and uh, hadn't you know, 
experienced yet, but I, of course, came back with all these bruises on my ass and got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, what so, the fuck did you do? Um, yeah, yeah. He didn't like that humiliation aspect. So, like, you know, I know not a cuck bone in his body, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, somewhat. I mean, and not the humiliation aspect, but he he definitely had this thing where he wanted to share you with others because he's the one that set this all up to begin with. He didn't realize what he was setting up your his relationship demise. But I mean, he was the one who opened up Pandora. The what is it? Pandora's box, right? I mean, like he was the one that was like, "Here we go." Are you here because you love hot stories and you're turned on by what you hear? I know I'm turned on by what I hear. And that's why I love Dipsy Stories. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of sexy, short audio stories made just for you. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. Whether you want to hear stories that involve two girls or two guys or a threesome or stories about BDSM or solo play, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They literally have hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every single week. So there's always something new to explore. Dipsy also sells sleep stories, wellness sessions, and they also offer written stories. And you know what I love about Dipsy? their jump to the action button, okay? I like to bring this up because I think it's actually a really great feature. If you're reading these stories and you just want to get right to the good spot, there literally is a button you could press that's going to take you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon that's 30 days full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash strictly anon dipsystories.com slash strictly anon thanks dipsy for sponsoring this episode well and then the biggest turnoff for me then was that i then decided I wanted to pursue my first sexual experience with a girl. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having a date with a girlfriend of mine and coming on to her. And she, you know, was actually super into me and had had a big crush on me for years. And we had really great sex and I was super happy. And I went back to tell him about this and his response was, he was, so jealous that I had had sex with this particular girl that he said, you need to call her and set up a date between the two of us so I can fuck her too. <laughs> so that's where I, oh my God, that's so I'm funny. like, that's like so, it was totally not about It me. really sounds like, yeah. like a child, you know, that's like a child mentality, you know, they're super immature in a weird way. I just could see someone really just it's such a baby way to look at things you know but some people are fucking big babies it's just like uh, now i gotta fuck her too that's hilarious did you set it up did you set it up i told her and she was so of course just so offended so offended (laughs) Like, I'm never talking to him again. Uh, Yeah, no, did not work out for him. So she didn't, she never had sex with the guy, but did you continue on seeing her? 
Uh, I didn't continue on seeing her. It was just that one date, but you know, a very lovely memory for the both of us. I did continue seeing that guy, guy. though. That uh-huh. had yeah. And yeah. your guy was okay with um, that? He tried to shut it down, and then that's when I shut it down, actually. That's what finally made me snap. Oh, when he <laughs> said, you can't see him anymore, you were like, well, I'm not going to stop, so then I'll just stop seeing you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is like Um, one of those swinger stories gone wrong, you know. (laughs) This is like what not to do. I know. You know, but you were obviously in a weird way. This was kind of like sabotage. For you, it worked out really well because this was like a bad relationship that you wanted to get out. So this just really like was the the nail in the coffin for the both of you. But in a weird way, it was great because it did help you get out. It helped me get out. It gave me so much confidence that I needed. And, you know, I just haven't looked back ever since I continued to have these, you know, great sexual experiences. And I am just so excited to be, you know, out there. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into all of that, because I know that you do camming. You have OnlyFans. Like you have gone in the, you know, in a... (laughs) to an extreme in some sense, you know, and you're very free now and doing what you want to do. But I know that that's where it ends and that's where you're at now. But let's just get back to still that same, that point in the relationship, you end the relationship with your guy. And now are you content? Yeah. Do you continue to see that one guy or, cause I do also know that you're in a, an, an non-monogamous mm-hmm. relationship currently. Is it with that guy or someone else? Yes, it is with that guy. Oh, it is. So you wind up yeah. with that his friend. Oh my god, he's yeah, so yeah. dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb. He, yeah. he like handed you over your new boyfriend. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. So <laughs> yes, so I live with that new boyfriend, and we have yeah an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Enm, I guess. Wait, what <laughs> happened between them? Are they still friends or no? Yeah, we're oh, with with his girl, with her girl, with your guy. I mean, I need to know what you know the aftermath of like this whole thing explodes. <laughs> You're with this guy now. I mean, are you is that guy still friends with your ex boyfriend or is what about no, his girlfriend? No, no, no. You know what happened? No, so his girl was completely fine with it, which is you know oddly amazing and strange we actually did end up having a threesome the three of us uh later on and that was kind of like a nice way to end everything um interesting (laughs) and yeah her her and I are good that's cool no but your guy what about your guy he he, this was his good friend and now he winds up stealing you away they must have got in the biggest fight I would assume they're not friends anymore they are absolutely not friends anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I I mean, like, we we tried to keep it secret for a little while, but eventually it came out because we realized we had, you know, real feelings for each other. You date, how long have you been dating him, by the way, by, as of now? Like, how long ago oh, was gosh, it? When- I guess four years. Yeah, wow. Almost four years. And he's yeah. a good guy. He's a sweetheart. Right. He's an absolute sweetheart. A gem. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> so how did you guys, um, so you get involved in this, 
interesting way. You're dating someone else. You guys fuck and go, you know, it's a very weird way to start a relationship. So I'm assuming that since it was that kind of scenario from the get-go, it just always remained open? Or did you close it down and then decide to open it up? How did you wind up in an open relationship with him? Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely open from the start. and But we did have a, a good two-year period of monogamy, mostly to do with the pandemic and, you know, trying to be cautious and just where we were at in our lives. We were, you know, moving in together. We were really enjoying the relationship that we had between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just... We actually just recently opened it back up again this summer, so we're back. Yeah, I think that that's good. I've heard that before from other couples. A lot of times at that first couple of years, it's good to build that foundation for sure. And like you said, you know, if you're really into each other, I think in the beginning, maybe there's no need for anyone else. And that's the way it should be. Not to say that the ones that are open from the get-go are wrong, but I think that it can only help to have that two year where you're just really like really just focused on each other. Well, yeah. And I think in like those, the the early years are, it's fun. Like you're falling in love and I just didn't really care to talk to anyone else. Yeah. 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 I understand that. So then recently Mm -hmm. you guys decided to open it up. We opened it back up this summer, so it's been a wild summer. (laughs) We're both identify as queer, so a big part of that has been, you know, navigating these feelings that we've had, and uh, he's mostly dated girls. I've mostly, you know, dated guy, I guess, one guy, (laughs) but we both really wanted to start exploring that side of ourselves, and him being with guys and you being with yeah. girls is what you're saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was the main reason to open things back up again. But mostly it's just it's just really fun, and I think it enriches our relationship. And it's really fucking hot that, you know, he goes on dates and comes back, and I get to hear all about it. And, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm loving it. But let me ask you this. Are the dates with men or women for the both of you now at this point? Or just the same yeah, sex? So, yeah, anyone is on the table. I currently have two other partners that I'm seeing kind of on a regular basis. So I see another guy who's really lovely. And then I also have a partner who's non-binary like a non-binary queer person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, do you always um, just play solo or do you ever have group sex together as well? We have group sex together as well. I think I would say right now solo has been preferred just because it takes a lot of emotional energy to ha- have group sex really. But it is something that we have done this summer and we have done in the past early on in our relationship and yeah it's always been fun but I do find like I I feel like I like to get to that deeper level one-on-one with people when I'm fucking them that's just like my preference mm-hmm. you enjoy it more that way I do I, yeah. I do I and I do enjoy both mm-hmm. and there's something you know sexy to be said about you know being in a group scenario but 
that one-on-one connection. Yeah. Can't beat it for me. (laughs) But let me ask you, are you, do you consider yourself monogamous? I mean, if you're getting in that deep, are you able to keep your emotions out of it or is it still too early to know? I think it's still too early to know, but I will say that I, I can see my emotions getting invested. Yeah. Like I have a, one of my partners that I'm seeing, I definitely feel intense emotions for, I think, cause it's so new and we have insane sexual chemistry and it, it, I haven't felt that feeling in a few years and it's just the newness of it all, but there's nothing that trumps that bond and trust that I've created with Your my, guy. my primary guy. Yeah. Um, and he's just been so supportive of me, like, through and through. And and it's not like when you did this with your other, your abusive boyfriend, it's not like you went and had sex with someone else, felt amazing, and then came back and had no connection. You go out and have these no. other connections with other people, but you come back and you still feel that connection with your guy. It's not like it's lost. Yeah, and, and it, sometimes it can be, like, we'll have really amazing sex because it's also sexy that we've yeah. with other people earlier that day mm-hmm. um but other times it's just like a really lovely aftercare like I come home and I can just you know snuggle up to him after I've been kind of used <laughs> <laughs> used and, and abused yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's, it's working so far but I'm aware that it's complicated. But I mean, you know, you're working through it in a healthier way with somebody who, like you said, is lovely and treats you well and is nurturing and allowing you to go out and figure yourself out as opposed to what was happening before, you know, with that fucked up guy and you were so fucked up and it was just so messy. It's complicated, but it doesn't sound dysfunctional anymore. There's no darkness. It'll be interesting where you are 10 years from now when you work through different things. But let me ask you a question because I know that you do start camming and you do only fans, you know, when and how did this all come into play? When in the story did that start? So I started camming kind like a few months after that big breakup with that ex. I, I really leaned into it. I needed the extra money was the main reason, but then I actually just really loved that attention. It was that same feeling of like, you know, that guy drew watched and yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and realizing, Oh fuck, like I'm, I'm really hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I really enjoyed that. I don't cam anymore specifically because that crazy fucking ex tried Why? to dox my camming. What do you mean? And tried to, Oh, he figured out my cam name. He was going to, you know, show it to my family. And uh, so I just got freaked out. And I, how much money did you make when you were camming? I always wonder how much they make. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I would love to be sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, I made $10,000. It wasn't that. I mean, like, there were good moments and I had, you know, my regulars who'd come and give me some tips. But, yeah, there were dry days and wet days. <laughs> but, like, on a good night, um, how much would you make? Like a couple hundred bucks? A couple hundred bucks, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like either bartender, cam, same shit. You're making that kind of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and like I didn't have any of the crazy gear that some of these 
other girls have. And well, it sounds like it never lasted long enough for you to really make it a a, a, no, a thing. No, and the OnlyFans thing, I I am going to be starting up again soon. Right now, I've just been posting to Reddit to kind of get my you know my feelers out there. So what are you doing on your OnlyFans, and what are you gonna start there? Start there. Well, my big thing is that like I love vintage porno mags and so my ideal OnlyFans profile would be sort of honing in on that you know those old vintage porno mags and subvert those images and I want to like throw it back a little bit <laughs> so you want to um, put, put, recreate those but you in those pictures you want to take yeah vintage yeah, porn pics yeah. of yourself and post it up there and have guys drool over yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for now, like, I, I've been, yeah, posting on Reddit. I have a Reddit account. What is your Reddit account? It's Goldie Harlow. <laughs> Goldie Harlow. Well, nobody knows your name, Goldie Harlow. We didn't say Goldie Harlow in the beginning. Harlow, I like your name, your slutty name. Thanks. Your boyfriend's mm-hmm. down with all of this? Oh, big time. Loves it. <laughs> he loves it. How is his relationships with his other people going? I know that you have a non-binary person you're seeing on the side as well as a guy. Who's in his stable Mm -hmm. of people? So he currently is seeing another non-binary queer person. And he has a super big crush on this guy. And he's trying to figure out what to do with this crush. But things are going well. I... I think the one thing that has come up as of recently is like the question of hierarchy in non-monogamy. What does and that mean? This was, it was actually something that we hadn't thought about. And it was, he had been having this conversation with this partner of his and they asked, you know, when you're, are you seeing this relationship in a hierarchy where Goldie is number one and I'm number two because like that might not really work for me like I really believe that Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be hierarchy in these sorts of things and that wasn't something we really thought about because I don't know for us we're just like okay we're like we're just you know yeah let's just do it this is working (laughs) yeah but it is definitely stuff that comes up I would assume eventually yeah and I and it's it's a fair question I mean like you know it would be great if we could completely separate sex from feelings, but I just don't buy it. Like eventually, you know, those relationships turn into more than just sex and we have to be respectful of their feelings as well. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, I think everyone's wired differently. I forget what the name is for the wiring for somebody like you, Toronto Unicorn mm. had it too. I mean, she just did. She just wasn't down with uh, having sex with just anybody. She needed that connection. Whereas I've heard from many people that are the opposite. You know, they it can totally just yeah. be sex. I think everyone's different, but what's most important is to know thyself. You know, you are somebody that the feelings have to be there. So I think it's somebody like you in a relationship. It is important to try to figure out as best as possible how it's going to work because 
it could get super messy and com- more complicated if it's not if you're not figuring it out because what does happen in a situation like that if you are starting to have feelings with somebody else do you how is your partner going to feel if they are not number one? Do you want to make that your primary relationship? I think those things should be discussed or thought out ahead of time so that someone's not crossing a line without the other person feeling okay with it. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I mean, like, that was something we discussed before opening it up, that we always come first. But I think through actually being out there and dating, I'm realizing, oh, maybe it's not that simple and we need to keep revisiting that idea. Yeah. Because of the other person. I know for myself. Yeah. And and because I, I need the emotional connection to, you know, have sex. Like I I can only assume that at some point it's going to come up that, you know, me or my partner maybe feels, like, oh, maybe I'm number two right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about your guy? When you had those initial conversations, was he like, yeah, I could totally see myself falling for somebody too. Is he like you in that he, his feelings have to be there as well? He feels similarly to me that we know that our connection is incredibly strong, but he also needs to feel emotional connection and really get along with the person that he's seeing. And he's not super interested in seeing a whole bunch of people like yeah, yeah. and having one night stands. Like we, we like to return to the same people. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like I, and I, we're in this in between space right now. We're like, Oh, I don't know if it's polyamory or, ethical non-monogamy like we're not sure what to call it yeah Yeah. exactly it's so good that they do have all these crazy names for things nowadays I know that people are very (laughs) anti it but I think it does help when you're in situations like this to define it with a label Mm -hmm. or something it helps clear it a little bit even for you right I mean I know that I I see those kinds of things as important where you could say like, oh, maybe this is what we're doing and it's a name. And listen, it might grow and change into something else and then it has a new fucking label. And I think that's what people have against labels, you know. <laughs> but I think if it works at the time <laughs> to make you feel like, okay, I could just put myself and what I'm doing in a place, it does help the person. I know it's more confusing for everybody else and everyone's so anti-labels, but I fucking like them and I, and I get their place in things. I forget what the name of it is that Toronto Unicorn called herself, but it sounds like you. And you could be like Polly five years from now or you guys. You guys could both be totally gay, living only <laughs> with a, a girl or a guy. You know, who knows what who happens? Knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I think we're also both of the understanding that, like, no matter what happens, we are there to support each other through it. And we we have that deep love for each other that, you know, whatever choice is best for us will eventually be okay, even if it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great because, and that's all about that communication. And isn't that what it's all about is just to be with somebody who is very accepting and okay and helping of you to figure 
out who you are, even if that isn't necessarily going to be the best thing for you guys being together. I think that that's the the ultimate way to be mm-hmm. spiritually in a weird way is to not think that you have yeah. ownership. I think a lot of times we believe that we do have ownership over other people. And when somebody's path goes in a diff- different direction, we really want to be super negative against the person that maybe left or decided to go someplace else. But why does it have to be so negative? I know it's hurtful and it's hard, like you said, but it doesn't necessarily have to be this awful, terrible, horrible thing where someone's the perpetrator and there's a victim and all that nonsense that's put on endings and relationships, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it all just comes back to that. It's a fear of abandonment. We don't want to be neglected. We don't want to be turned down. And Yeah, and the fear is that you're not yeah. going to be able to handle it when it does happen. And what the truth is is that everybody can handle it and you will handle it. You know, when I was younger, I was always super afraid of entering into relationships. And I think that my fear of commitment was the fear of not being able to handle it when it didn't work out. And when in reality, I handled plenty of things that didn't work out. I'm actually really good at those moments. So I needed to like, be like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know that most things don't last because I'm not fucking dumb. But what I need to know is just (laughs) jump in anyway, because when it doesn't work out, whenever that happens, you'll work through it and it'll be devastating, but you'll be okay and you'll move on. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's no safe way to go about relationships. At exactly. Some point, if someone wants to go fuck someone else or go fall in love with someone else, they're going to find a way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that it's so great that you and your guy are very open with each other. It is great that you were able to get out of that abusive first relationship and really flip and turn, you know, I mean, I Mm -hmm. stayed in abusive relationships like most of my life, you know, like over and over again, same fucking crazy bullshit thing. You really (laughs) evolve fast. And because I do believe that we attract stuff to ourselves depending on where we're at. So yeah, you attracted that negative relationship to work shit out of yourself, but you were then able to attract a really great guy and you're in a very loving relationship. And that's a part of your growth. That's where you're at. And I know that you said that you, neither one of you, it seems like, likes or needs variety. Are you still open to meeting other people? Or do you feel like, oh, this is, this works. I I have everything that I need. I'm currently feeling very satisfied with where I'm at and very grateful for what I have Uh with my partners. Does that mean that I wouldn't be open to maybe going on dates? No, because I think that's like, a totally other thing like going on a date and meeting someone and having butterflies is another aspect of non-monogamy that is very attractive to me but at the moment I'm in a place of just having gratitude for what is and not really looking to date right now anymore right has he had any experiences with men yet he has had experiences with men Actually, we had <laughs> we had a pretty wild experience together, me, him, and this gay guy that who basically he had never been with a woman and really wanted to try, but needed, you know, a, a bi curious or bisexual man there to kind of be the fluffer. <laughs> oh my God! Hilarious. And, 
Yeah. So that happened not too long ago. And it was just an absolutely ridiculous and sexy experience. But he got to have an experience with a gay guy. I got to be, you know, the first for this guy. And it was it was wild. <laughs> oh, wow. So that gay guy always wanted, he was a gold star gay, they call it. I think that's what they call it when they had never been with a girl, but he <laughs> had a curiosity to just try it. He he did. So I was his first. And oh, yeah. And he that, liked it. Yeah. And that girl that's standing there and all the guys are drooling over her, that part of you, that's like the best thing for you. Oh, I just loved it. Oh, yeah. It was, like I was, the first? Wow. Yeah, I feel yeah, so yeah. special. And that was his first experience with a guy? That was or just his one first. of them. That was just the most recent. And then before him and I had gotten together, he had had some experiences with men, but not very many. And so I think for him, where he's at right now in his dating journey, is he's really looking for a guy that he can date. And hopefully that can be this crush, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. I'm going to put you down on my list to contact at the end of the year and see where you guys are at. Because I feel like you just started <laughs> to open it up and you've done so much already. But because it's so new, it'll be no. interesting to see where you're at six months from now and then a year from now. So keep me posted, Goldie. Get your fucking OnlyFans up and running so that you could, you know, cash in on the exposure you're going to get on my show. The great thing about podcasts is they live forever so it's not like uh, people will only hear it next week they'll be listening always but you get the most downloads in the first month two months so try to get that moving but i will make sure to put your reddit there it's goldie harlow is that how they find you on reddit just put in the name goldie harlow yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean like that that will be my name on only fans and if you want once i have it up i can send you an email and i don't know we can share it or yeah. Or put you it in know the what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna you just know start what? I'm it. Just gonna, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it up this week. Of course, this is what you needed, Goldie. You needed me to be like, you got to fucking do it because what are you sitting on it for? This is the time to do it. This is what it's about. Weren't you the one that was like, oh, is it okay if I promote? Like, are you that person that was like, <laughs> a little, I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I of course, that's what people come on for sometimes <laughs> just for that. It's okay. Everyone's happy. I get a great story. I get an episode. You get promotion. I'm here to help you out too. You're helping me out by giving me this whole great episode. <laughs> you know, I want to help you out. So start oh. your fucking OnlyFans. Throw it up there so by the time this comes out people could go sign up okay yeah i'm on it <laughs> all right so she's on it so listen i'm not gonna edit all this shit out i'm gonna keep it in there but you're you heard this first let's see how on it she is okay this is airing soon so go check out her yeah. only fans goldie harlow and sign up if she it's not up yet she went back on her word oh, exactly <laughs> This is the way I do it. This is the way I might fuck myself to make shit happen. You got to do it now, okay? Because everybody will know. <laughs> Go make it happen. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for your uh, this whole story. It was super interesting. It's going to air. So you got to get working on your OnlyFans. And uh, make sure also to yeah. go to Reddit and see, because people will probably be going there as well to find you. And then send me some Absolutely. pics for my Patreon. Okay, I will. All right, thanks so much. Thanks for calling in, Goldie. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. 
If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.